Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Mark Brown here from Hambone Relay. Thanks for listening to Dude Check This Out, a music podcast. This Saturday, Hambone Relay will be at Fergie's Pub in Philly for Rob Tate's birthday bash. We'll be playing a short set and then opening up for an all-out jam. There's no cover, so come on out and help us celebrate Rob's birthday in style. The Mark DeRose Band kicks things off at 10 p.m. We've got some more exciting news and shows coming up, so be sure to check out our website at www.hambonerelay.com. Take it away, Rob. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dude. Check this out. My name is Rob Tate from Hambone Relay, and I have Mark here with me. Uh, this episode features one of my favorite bands from the Philly, Delaware Valley area, Jaton. They're an amazing band. I got the three singers from Jaton on the podcast, and we talk about a bit of everything. We talk about their bio, their history, their uh, their uh, their dad, who is a Philly legend. Uh, I can't wait for you to hear it. Here is Jaton on Dude. Check this out. <laughs> All right, we got Jaton in the house. We got Jake, Jamie, and Moon. How you fellas feeling? Good, good, man. Good, man. Yeah, how you feeling? I'm all right, man. I'm chilling. You know, got got some beer. I got a fake beer. I got a cloth taller. It's I've never had alcoholic. It. Oh, is it not alcoholic? Yeah, I um, I've been trying this thing with my girlfriend. We're, oh, okay. we're just trying to like take it easy. <laughs> Non-alcoholic beer. I didn't even know they made that. Bro, what? Try, try this. Try it. Yeah. I did you, not know. No, I am. Try, try, try it. It's um, it's not the same. <laughs> to me, it's like, what's the point? <laughs> well, how does this not have? I mean, alcohol? there is a point if you're an alcoholic. It I tastes get like. That. I'm not saying I'm an alcoholic. But I'm, I'm just saying, saying it tastes like it again. tastes like beer. If, if, yeah. For me, if I'm like, uh, I think I'm. Jake is a firm germaphobe. He's not. He's not. He really is, yo. He's like, I'm just gonna look at it and. Give it back. I admire the label. Hmm, yes. Yeah. Class Taller, our sponsor for today's episode. <laughs> they got Yingers over there. Yes, sir. All right. Let's just do this, man. Okay. These are the Evans brothers. Um, are you guys the only kids in your family? No, we got a brother, little brother. Okay. Yeah. And do yeah. you all play music and sing and... No, John 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 is not musically. Yeah. Not. John John, that's his name. That's John John. John John. John. That's just stuck yeah. with him. He's how old is he now? Like twenty six. It's John. Yeah. But his we, name's John. We call him John. But we've been calling him John John ever since he was a little boy, and it'll never go away. A little boy. Yes. He's gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> he's a mother. He's about to get. He's yeah. about to get married. And we're like, uh, yeah. we're gonna call him he's John. He's gonna John. be getting called John John at his wedding. Uh, are one of you guys the best man at the wedding? You're gonna no, better have John John no, in there. Oh, no. sorry, to hit it something sore. No, 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 no. <laughs> are you, no, no, he's officiating, I'm actually the, officiating the wedding. Yeah. The wedding. Oh, cool, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so Wait, are, cool. Are, are we're, we, we're in it. Yeah. We're groomsmen. It's very unorganized. So. <laughs> John John, go with the flow. Get your ish together. <laughs> Sorry. But it is in San Diego, so that's a plus. Oh, okay. So y'all get to fly out there mm-hmm. and, yeah. and go hang out. Yep. Yeah. Does your mom live on the East Coast, or is she? Yeah, yeah. Over there. Okay. She lives. Lindenwald. Lindenwald. Yeah. Oh, cool. She lives yeah. right off the. She lives nearby the train station, I assume. In, not too far. That's not yeah. too far. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so like a little walk or something. Cool. Yeah. Now, like, so he doesn't play music, but you guys both started music <gasps> because yeah, of your kids. dad, right? Yeah. He's right. our half brother, so. 
Oh, he has a different, he's got dad. A different okay. dad. That I didn't so, know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, your father, um, Jake Evans Jr., right. was a musician, right? Yeah. Bass player, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Right? Definitely. Did he play like in the Philly area, or did he? Uh, yeah. What was his story? My dad was like a lifetime, lifelong, like touring musician, um, music director for a bunch of like old 50s acts like, uh, like Chubby Checker, Dee Dee Sharp, the Dovells. Um, what? Pretty yeah. cool, man. He did some stuff with um, Whitehead, John Whitehead. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay. Oh, you he heard had a few Mc, hits. McFadden and Whitehead. Oh, Ain't no know. stopping us now. I know the song. Okay. <laughs> for so, the love of money. Yeah, yeah. For the love of money. They wrote a bunch of like big Philly International hits and my dad was real good friends with him so um, we, when we were kids, we grew up around that scene our whole lives backstage, you know, traveling. He would take us on the road sometimes. and mm-hmm. Not just, far, but... Yeah, not far. Like, he would take us to the close kids. <laughs> we were in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> Missing school. Didn't have just a coat. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> just doing the thing. Well, yeah. so you guys... We're probably pretty well. You didn't know who you were talking to, so you weren't starstruck when you were when you were kids. No. Right? You're meeting like these famous-ish people at the time. You don't. Care. All we like, cared about yeah. was yeah. the food backstage. We're like, we, <laughs> we're like, where's the deli tray yeah. backstage? Like that's all. We and they're looking at the us like, who are these kids eating up? He would take food. us to these festivals, and we just cared about like, where's the free stuff? You know what yeah. I mean? As all kids should. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that's what it's about. Okay. So did he make you hop onto instruments? Like learning to play music, or was it singing, or was it kind of a mixture of both? Or um, yeah, well, I started the cello when I was young. No way. Yeah, that didn't okay. last too long. How but. how old were you though? I think I was seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Seven. Yeah, but the thing about Jake was. When he was younger, he was more concerned with being cool than he yeah. was with being a great musician. So was, carrying around a cello was not going to work for him. I had so no wait, 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 long wait. I had to walk to school, and I had to walk pretty far. So carrying that big ass thing at seven years old. You can is, cuss, by the way. We're we're good to cuss. Okay. okay. So, yeah, I, I just I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> so I did it for about a year. Cussing? And then I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I cuss all the yeah, time. Yeah, the two cellos hadn't come out yet. <laughs> no. Done their whole no. duet. No. <laughs> Cello so wasn't like, cool yet. Ladies weren't looking at it. Right, I actually got in trouble because I, like, I quit and I didn't tell my dad. And my dad, I, my dad's master plan was to start him on the cello and transition yeah. him into the into bass. the bass because yeah. he wanted, cause you know, he's Jake Evans the third. Yeah. He wants him to follow in his footsteps. Right, this yes. is my eldest son. I want him yeah, to do right. Oh my god! Yep, so, so that didn't work out. So Jake, how bad of a bat of an ass whooping did you get when your <laughs> when your dad found out that you he quit didn't really the cello? Give me an ass whoop. It was a mental. No, I think it was just like I'm very disappointed. Yeah, there it is. There you know it is. I mean? Like that. <laughs> yeah. That thing. Yeah. But the therapy no, sessions that came after. Like gave me that hard look. Kidding. Like, mm. I can't believe he did that. But Jamie, is it the same for you? No, for me it was. I I was obsessed with. I wanted to be. I wanted to play saxophone. That was my thing. But I mean, first of all, before that, me and Jake. You know, just be, from growing up with my dad backstage, we were always like pretending to write songs. Even yes. before we started playing instruments, we used to write harmonize. songs and harmonize together, sing songs on the radio. Before we knew it was harmonizing. Right. But you were in, in, in pitch and everything, harmonizing with the radio. Yeah. Okay, and your dad yeah. was like, okay. And my dad was like, yeah. Like, Dude, it's like a guys. genetic thing because Jake's two <laughs> yeah, kids. Yeah, all my yeah. kids. Even my youngest. Yeah, they're, they're harmonizing already. They do it naturally. Wow. Yeah. They're six, five, and even my little one, he's, he just turned two, and he's like, 
Yeah. Sings everything on pitch. It's on you, pitch. You do the same thing your dad did. He tried to force him no, to play the no, bass nope. and it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. It, so so, so what he did to me was, because I'm like, Dad, I want to play saxophone. And my dad looked at the prices to rent saxophones. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was like, mm-hmm. that ain't happening. What you're going to do is you're going to, I'm going to get this old trumpet that I had when I was five years old. And I'm going to get it fixed and you're going to play trumpet. And I was like, all right disappointed but you know but then he he started showing me like miles davis records he started showing me like dizzy gillespie like all the old jazz greats and i fell in love with it and i started like going and i i didn't care about being cool because i was a nerdy kid so he (laughs) had these he had these glasses no they were like this thick bro like i was i was a huge nerd in, growing up, and he was that Should've guy. Made you play the <laughs> yeah, no, he he picked. He, he immediately realized he picked the wrong one. Yeah. So he yeah. so, <laughs> so then he started putting. All, he started. He gave me his jazz real book and was like, "I want you to learn." You know, autumn leaves this week, and he would give me like tasks. I'm I'm eight years old. You know what I mean? Right, he's giving you the real book. Yeah, he's like, six, like, he's like, yeah. Here's the, uh, yeah. the Charlie Parker <laughs> yeah. changes. He's uh, like, good luck gonna, with that. You're gonna learn Dolphin Street this week, um, and uh, it yeah. would take me through like you know. What I, mean? <laughs> so, I can't even imagine giving Noah. My son's eight. Okay, same yeah. age. I can't imagine giving Dude, him something he, like that. He he was he was on me about it though. Like he would when I, when we would have visitations because my mom and my dad ended up separating. When right. I, so when we would have visitations, he would literally like spend hours with me, like going over the stuff that he gave me to be to be have ready for him that week. You know what I mean? Right. So, but it was cool though. I ended up like playing in jazz clubs with him and oh, cool. and, and doing doing a lot of cool stuff with the trumpet, and it really helped me with like now producing and and knowing how to read music and write music and everything so that's amazing yeah and you didn't continue you mm, just kept yeah. singing and just yeah i sang you went up to the girls and sang put the wood yeah in. i played sports that was like my thing uh, he became obsessed with yeah. soccer, soccer as you can see yeah. he was talking about barcelona earlier mm-hmm. yeah. okay okay now do you think <clears throat> boom we're gonna get to you but both of you it's all good no do you think <laughs> that your dad uh, influenced your vocal style Oh, like, like, oh, I, I yeah. mean, when you see him play with these fantastic uh, bands and singers, do you think how much do you think that tweaks your brain a little bit? Listen, like, my dad. Yeah. What people don't realize is my dad was he was our like drill sergeant when we first started out. We called him Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was like the what's. Joe Joe Jackson Joe Jackson I was about to bring up the Jackson Joe Jackson Because when we first We were probably like 15, 16 When we came to him like We're gonna sing And we have a group And it's all of our friends And and my dad was like Really? Okay no Okay Y'all wanna sing? All right. So he started making us learn how to He started working with us with harmonies and ear training and would have us singing modes and having have us singing all different scales scales and, and, and then going through one six four five chord changes vocally singing the scales singing whole tone scales like these were our our warm-ups to rehearsal every week hmm. yeah so it became natural so you were you were doing stuff that like college kids would be doing like in their senior year right. of ear training right like you're yeah. doing modes you're singing with each other and doing all oh wow, we would do polyrhythmic stuff vocally. Like mm-hmm. he would, he would. Well, yeah, he's a bass player. He, yeah, yeah. you do that, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're involved at this point. Yeah, he's yeah. there. Okay, right. so at what point? How old were you guys when you met Moon? Uh, we were about 13, that age, fifteen. We, yeah, about freshman freshman year of high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. see this Jamie. Like he was never as tall as he was. He <laughs> he didn't grow his 
to his height until senior year of high school. When I met him, he was like five one. <laughs> yeah, the Danny yeah, DeVito I, complex. Yeah, or definitely. I was really short. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you played all these sports. Yeah, yeah. And he's just yeah. like, ah. No, I played too, but I was always like not never as good as him, never as mm-hmm. fast because I was little. You know what I mean? But. Goddamn older brothers. <laughs> he's good now. I, I did. Um, he's good. He's yeah, good. we still we still play every, yeah. soccer um, every Sunday. I do, even though your dad was a Joe Jackson. Uh, I did dig this one quote I found that uh, you guys said that he said. That was a tongue twister. Uh, he said, "If you want to be a great musician, you have to appreciate all styles of music, music and study them." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he do that to all three of you? Make you listen to things you've yes. never heard of? Yes. Like what? What's the thing that sticks out in your mind? The, like he made you listen. I think. To? I think. I I love like old like old style R and B like because of Mr. Evs yeah. because of their dad like he made us go back and like listen to different groups like Enchantment and you know all the you which know you guys covered yeah yeah like, which we, yeah yeah this guy this guy did his research. homework I got man. you I got you bro <laughs> he's like we doing this podcast thing I'm for sorry real. <laughs> we're gonna do this did you research <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, so you guys covered that later. Yeah. When you're doing your thing. But I think what he did was, like, he said, I'm not going to let you um, pick up bad habits by just pigeonholing yourselves into, you know, because we wanted to be boys to men. We wanted to be Joe to see. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, I saw the photos. <laughs> we know, like, slash, like, rappers. Yeah, you know. like, we were, we're hip hop was a huge influence. Yeah. And he was like, um, we're going to learn these old doo-wop songs and you're yeah. going to, you know, because this big thing was probably the boys to men came from exactly. the style right. that I yeah. played and toured with. He, he would always tell us stories about how he boys to men used to open up for the Dovells and they were, they were, you know, little teenagers that had no respect. So he, you know, <laughs> he always had, I bet your dad had the dirt too. Oh, he had, like, a he lot had of all dirt. the dirt. We don't have to talk about he it. Had a what's lot. The, what's <laughs> A lot of dirt. No, I love it though. And then I'm. Did you ever get the chance to open up for Sarge later on, or did he did pass we? before kind of before that could happen? We actually started playing together, which uh, was okay. was a thing. Like he started. Um, we, we he he brought us in with Dee Dee. We were singing background vocals for her for a while. Bridgewater. No, Dee Dee Sharp. Sharp. I was I was about <laughs> to be like, sorry. Um. No. Oh, okay. And um. And she comes from that same Dovell's Chubby Checker, that whole camp, Cameo Parkway, Philly music. Right. They're from that whole era in the 50s. And um, She was uh, married to uh, Gamble, right? Yeah, she was married to Kenny Gamble for a while. She had that, that you ever hear that song they play every Thanksgiving, Mashed Potato? Mashed Potato. Mashed Potato. Nope. Never heard it. I've never heard, heard this song. Potato. Heard mashed Potatoes? <laughs> Mark Brown, have you heard Mashed Potatoes? Yes, I have. <laughs> Every Thanksgiving, man. So they Mark, play it. Mark's there in this podcast. He chimes in like once or twice yeah. with the, just a one. Yeah, <laughs> one-liner. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, Moon, okay. We're here. This is the story. Oh, God. When I was oh. researching, I, I, I found <clears throat> this little tidbit that was glazed over in this interview. I was like, no, we need to talk about this. So is it true that until you were six, you grew up in a refugee camp? Yes. Where? And like, I'll, how? <laughs> what is the story? Well, story starts with my mom. Uh, there was war, like the Vietnam yeah, wait, War. The, whole, the story starts with your mom and your dad because they have to come. <laughs> wait, together. wait, yeah, I was hoping for <laughs> no, the other side. The story starts with we always got to jump in yeah, cause because he'll just, he just gloss over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The story starts with a communist party taking Com- power in Cambodia in 1980. That's right. right? They, they fled. So the history Before of Cambodia, born, right? Or we, right, yeah. Before born. I was born, um, 
it's it's a monarch yeah, it's a monarch country right right so people there people are always uh they're they're not happy with you know whoever's ruling them so this this general guy comes in you know he's bright and shiny Pol like, Pot Pol Pot yeah. his name was sorry and, what is it Pol Pot Pol Pot. Pol Pot yeah see never learned about this in school ain't that crazy yeah no so he comes in he comes in and um people like him they're like oh man this guy Forget the, forget the monarchs. Saying but, uh, all the right forget things. Forget our king. He's saying the right things, and um, like riling the people up. Kind of yeah. like now. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't have to dive too into that. Uh, kind of like Hitler. Yeah. It's it's pretty much pretty much uh, uh, what happened in Cambodia is uh, what happened in Nazi Germany. So he takes over, right? He he gains power. He he uh, creates this this army, uh, this communist party called the Khmer Rouge. Which uh, it translates to uh, red rouge is uh, the red, in French the red party basically yeah oh, okay. the red party so um, so they were communists yeah yeah so they take over and then he he gains power he ends up evacuating all the cities and he like captures all these people because he has this ideology that like the true man or the true Cambodian is the ones that work the farms and anyone yeah. who's educated or anyone who lives in a city is evil and they need to die yeah really? so he starts slaughtering Anyone who's a teacher, anyone who's a doctor, Everybody anyone who lives which, in the city. So he was going after intellectuals and white collar. Which was yeah. crazy. To, okay. Which was crazy because the dude went to like he he studied in France. Of course he, he studied. Did. He, so he went to study. So he studied I can, I Western. I want to be the smartest guy in the country. Yeah. So he's the you know when once he evacuates everybody out of the city, he's like, um, he tricks them. He's like, you know, uh, who's ever uh, a teacher, you're a doctor. We need you. And he would gather all of them, and then he would blindfold all of them, take them to these ditches. This is just like one thing that they would do: take them to these ditches, bangs them over the head with um, a shovel, and just throw throw them in a ditch. You need to research it, man. He this guy he killed, killed millions of people. Two man. point like really, I two point three of million of his own people. He he would he would bring them into the city, and they state turn the entire city into basically a concentration camp where they would bring people in. They would they would um, interrogate, interrogate them. them. They, they thought he thought everyone was out to get him. Yeah, you if know. you if you were like if if you had like Chinese blood, you're dead. Yeah. If if you were uh, um, Vietnamese, you're dead. You but know? then but then what he did was the people that he let live, which were the farmers, the farming class, and like the working class people, he would take them in and enslave them. And make them work the fields. They would have to work. The, yeah. the women. The women would have to like clear dead bodies. They would have to like oh work, work the fields. Like young children. He would take them yeah. like from the ages of like 11, 12, 13 years old. He would just take you away from your family. Like um, my, mom, my mom was, um, I think, 11, right? She said she was yeah. 11 when she was taken away from her family. And the kids, they used to put them in their own concentration camp and... Mm-hmm. They would have. They would make them work like rice fields and you know stuff like that. And he would barely feed them. No, he would take all the rice that they could, and he would bring it into the city and just put it in a massive pile. But he would be able to delegate who gets what. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so people were starving. It was yeah. it was insane. But that's where his mom comes yeah. in. Like she was taken away from her family. Okay. And and she uh, was forced. To, she was telling us we we interviewed her. Like we were gonna put it up on our on our um, YouTube channel because we interviewed her to get the story. And she was telling us that like she had to clear. You know, eleven, twelve years old had to 
go out on the fields and basically pick up dead bodies off the, you know, people with blown, blown off torsos, people with dead bodies all the time, you know, she was, that was her job, was to clear bodies from the fields, minefields and everything. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And, and like, growing up, um, my mom would tell me all these stories, and, but it's like, hearing them, and then I would hear, I, when we interviewed her, um, I, I found out stuff that I did not know. Yeah. Like, she just didn't tell me. So you're just wide? You yeah. Just like, draw on yeah. the floor, like, it's, yeah. crazy. it's crazy. She told me the story about, like, because, you know, she she escaped. She, she right. when, um, because. His mom's a badass, by the she's way. She's a badass, like, dude. The way she got Like, away. she would, she would still, she would be the one, like, all of her friends that, you know, where she was living with, like, yo, you're crazy. Because, you know, they would be hungry. So she would be the one, like, when, when they go to sleep, right? The, the soldier would be sleeping on the hammock. She would be the one that to, to sneak underneath of him and Steal grab his, his food, his ri- his rice or, or corn or whatever yeah. like that. Wow. She, like, your mom was like thrift, not thrifty. She was stealthy like that. Yeah. She could, she was small. She could sneak in and grab. <laughs> wow. Just straight up. She told, she told us stories like where they, she would have to go because they were so hungry. They man, they were like go and try to find food, steal it. If they got caught, they're dead. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? She told us one time she went into this field. Cornfield. The cornfield, and she yeah. was she was you know piling it up, and a soldier found her, and he literally put the gun to her back, and she thought she was gonna die, but she just started running, and he didn't shoot her for some reason. She said that um, thank God, I think I think it was somebody that she she knew from like her old town or something oh, something wow. like that, where it was like, I I I cannot be here right now, like. You, oh, so you, you think the guy recognized her? Yeah, from the I town. think that's what I, I think saying, was, like, yeah, I think that's what she said that uh, she she the the guy knew her, but you know, mm. but if it was anybody else, she would have been, you know, damn me, all she had to do is rip, rip right down the yeah. barrel. She's running. Yeah, that, that um elephant story is crazy. Yeah, once once she escaped, right? Um, she she escaped with her with her um her best friend, one of her best friends. Um, once South Vietnam came in. To um, invade Cambodia because they knew what was going on or whatever, um, so they escaped, and um, they were so hungry. They were traveling. Uh, it was like what, like three hundred miles to to the they border to, of Thailand. They had to walk from yeah. where they were to to go to Thailand to get refuge to, to get refuge. Yeah. So she had to go by foot, and she was telling us like they were eating bugs, leaves, whatever they anything could find. that they can find. And she that's told a, she, that's the, a lot of the reason why now, like when you go to Cambodia, they eat they still eat the same like yeah. they ate oh, a lot of that they, stuff because okay. food was so scarce yeah. that mm-hmm. they just started making stuff up. So that that became the thing now. So right. when you go there now, they eat crazy stuff. It's just because of this this war. What yeah. right? I mean, part that's of it. it's part it's, of it just be, being it, hungry. It sort of becomes culture, just like you know, like. Like the the black culture still eat like you know chitlins chitlins and stuff like that. It just becomes part of culture. The same thing for Cambodia, but um, once my mom escaped, uh, they were traveling on this road and they they saw a dead dead elephant, right? So they They were hungry. They're hungry. She said the people had like ate all the meat off of it, so there was only like some skin left. Oh my god! So they they started eating it, and she saw. Her best friend like die from like choking on this elephant. Yeah, she said they were sitting like this close, and her both of them were eating, and her friend just like went into like convulsions and literally just died on the spot right there. Yeah, and 
just from eating the elephant? Or yeah, just from eat from something about something, something she reacted to. She to maybe the meat it, was bad. So. The piece that she got was bad. Maybe. Yeah. But she died right there. Oh my god, dude! Like it dude, sounds. She, dude, it's she not, told us that when they were walking, they would see babies that are alive crawling on the mother that died on the road. Like the the mother was just breastfeeding them, and the babies and like, it's like going yeah, for the teeth. Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. oh my. Dude, like crazy imagine. stuff that she saw. Yeah, you need to release that video. Right, like <laughs> let people hear the whole story. There's, like, there's a there's a um there's a movie about there's it. a movie on Netflix. I was about well, to bring the, that up. I, the, I saw it. Oh, you, you watched it? It's really good. Yeah, um, I don't remember the name of it offhand. It's uh it's called. I actually read the book like years and probably ten years ago. It's called uh, First They Killed My Father, um, and I, Angelina Jolie yeah. uh, produced it. Um. My, I watched it with my mom. She was like in tears the whole time. But oh, once we were done um, watching it, she was like, uh, I'm, "That is bad, but it's it's almost nowhere near as was, bad right. as what really happened." What really happened was ten you know? times worse than that. You know. But like when she watched the movie, she tapped into that part of her life and she saw it all again. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't Crazy. Be in the room like talking to her about it like right. after the film yeah. and. and Mind you, the film kind of goes to a positive end. Like yeah. with all the kids, like the, the they found the each other up yeah. at the end. That's it. Yeah, breaks your heart because uh, the parents. What doesn't don't two of the characters, the kids don't survive in the film. Yeah, I'm, I'm I think blanking. I think the baby didn't survive. Right in a in a. It's been a second since I remember. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, you all need to release that video because I would watch. Watch your mom's stories because crazy. If, if she got more stories like the elephant, and, and then story. his dad was was a soldier that was forced to yeah, fight. Yeah, he was. You know, there. If if you don't fight for the Khmer Rouge, and you know they they're coming after you, you're, uh, you're, you're dead. So, so it's the, like so you're the women were forced. Oh, the okay. women were first forced to work, and the men were forced to be in the army, basically. So it's like you can't really, you know, even though these people you did all these bad things, it's like. You know, they were trying to survive at the same time as like, you know. So they, so what they both ended up escaping and they met in the refugee camp and that's where he and mm-hmm. him and his brother were born. Wow. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. I blanked out for a second. Did, did your dad and your mom meet? How did they meet? They met at the refugee camp. Like, okay. What, so once, once, uh, Vietnam came in, my dad was out. Too yeah. like yeah. everything started breaking down, so yeah, a lot of people, people escaped uh, and, re- okay. and fled mm-hmm. to Thailand, and there was refugee camps set up, which was also another nightmare because mm-hmm. they had no food. People were starving. People were st- the the, the, the soldiers they did have. They would come in and steal it. The soldiers that were like defected from the army now would come into the refugee camp and shoot people up and yeah. take the food that they had. Right, because they knew it was all there. Right. They knew mm-hmm. where to go. Exactly. There's certain things that I remember from you know. Uh, I remember everything like a dream. Like I remember hearing gunshots, and we would have to go hide in the pig pens, you know. And it's it's just crazy. Wow. But that's I feel like that's nothing compared to what my, what my mom went <laughs> yeah. through. That's why I always say I'm like, you know, I I got the I got the good part. The, the worst story he has is when he was brought to America. Finally, the only thing they had for him to eat was Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> And he was highly upset because they didn't he have wanted no rice. some rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His mom told us that story. We were dying. He was crying, crying, yeah. crying. 
And it, it was so funny. I don't even. Rem- I don't. So even funny remember to that. us because this guy he always wants was so rice. annoying. Like when we he first started always, touring, he, just he wants, always wants rice. rice. <laughs> I gotta find a Chinese restaurant, Yo, dude. Like, I did, like they always want to eat like something like pizza, and yeah. I didn't. Have a love for Asians don't eat cheese. They don't. I, yo, I I grew a love for cheese. I love cheese right now. Like, but not until I was like maybe like 20, 28 or something yeah. like that. But yo, what is when, this provolone? Provolone. <laughs> when we were torn, man, I I, I would get so mad because they, they they go and listen <laughs> eat pizza. I would walk and try to find we my used own to Chinese. have to eat cheap, and we would order pizza, and he would get mad and leave and walk. He would walk for miles to find him some rice, man. Yeah, I have a couple friends that live out in Ohio, and they say that good Chinese food is pretty, uh, pretty scarce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it that way. We'll do. Okay, okay. Well, so okay, you got involved with a Christian group that brought you to America, you and your family, and they brought you. Let me get make sure I get this right. San Francisco, somewhere, and then yeah, food, we flew right? in. It was a Christian organization that sponsored. Um, Who was it? Do you remember? I don't. It, see, I would love to have Dream. that information, man. <laughs> yeah. Like his. It was his family that sponsored us to come, and we ended up, uh, we were flew into San Francisco, and then we flew to uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Okay. and we stayed with them uh, for about a year till my mom and my dad saved up enough money, and then we went to South Philly. So We're all the Cambodians. We're, we're all <laughs> little Cambodia, you know, pretty much. Okay, so you, um, you move there, and then your parents get divorced. Yeah. And then your stepdad comes in. How quick was your stepdad kind of involved in your life? I was, I was six when I, um, when I came to the states, mm-hmm. and uh, nine when I moved to South Jersey. So. And that's when you moved to Williamstown. Was Wh- it Williamstown, New Jersey? Okay. And that's where I. Where he lives to this day. <laughs> I still live. I still live there. Eating rice in Williamstown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he, they said it, not me. Um, okay, so your stepdad comes in. He's the one that kind of taught you all about music, and that's when your love for music kind of became apparent. Well, I always loved, I always loved music, um, but I, I, I remember stealing his music because he, he, mm-hmm. had, he had like you know tapes showing our age right yeah. now. And, and his dad was was an older white gentleman <laughs> so that his taste in music was, righteous brothers yeah uh, like, you know i would steal his tapes righteous brothers i love that song uh, unchained Mel- Ooh, melody nah. yeah yeah that's a good one yeah uh, what else what else was he showing you just a whole bunch of uh um doo-wop stuff mm-hmm. you know and lo and behold you'd be involved yeah. in the doo-wop yeah, stuff right. yep when you met these guys in high yep. school mm-hmm. and and their dad introduced me to like soul r&b which I, I still listen to now. I, I love R&B. Well, here's my question. When did you discover that you had a voice for singing? Like, when, when did you realize, I could, I could sing a little? Well, I, uh, I always did choir. Okay. You know, like when I was nine, I was always, there was a church uh, right down, uh, I, I lived on Oak Street at the time. There was a church I used to go yeah. to the black church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I was singing, you know, Baptist stuff, you know. So, I always knew I can hold a a, a note. <laughs> now it's good that when you're a kid, you know you're good at something. You kind of follow that, right? Mm-hmm. Now then you meet these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, real quick, did you ever play an instrument? Like, I, well, I always like, like piano you know, or I always around? you know played around with piano and guitar and stuff like that. So right on, right on. Because primarily, you two don't play 
any instruments with the band. Right. Yeah. I played with you guys we, years ago at this point. I don't remember. I don't know who's doing it. Hasn't it's been, been yeah, I think it's been. I played drums for you guys for music. Was that music was that, fest? Right? Was that was it a blueberry festival? No. No, it was music. Fest. Apple Farm. Apple, Apple Farm. Farm. That's yeah, what it was. Right, right. And I, I remember you guys didn't play at the time. I didn't. I don't know how you guys were involved. No. I way. played the tambourine. <laughs> That's it. Bro, the tambourine. Where is that? Have you been to New Orleans? <laughs> Yeah, they got the, we, the church, the church tambourine. I do the piano to write songs, but I will not be on stage playing yeah. the piano. You know, same thing. All right, Jaton fans, that's your goal. You need a couple signs, but like, where's the piano? He's playing second <laughs> keys. All right, so yeah. you guys all meet in high school. Yep, freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Were, were Anthony, uh, Lewis, and Peter Garcia also your age? Yep. Yeah. In yeah, high school. It was all five of us at first. Where'd you all meet? Like in the choir at school or were you just, just like, around? Just around. Yeah. Like you start finding out, you know, me and Jake, we, we, we moved to Williamstown because we grew up in um, Sicklerville, New Jersey, which is like the town over. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we moved to Williamstown, it was kind of like a big thing for us. We were in our teenage years leaving all of our friends and then we're going to this new school. So you start kind of like we, we stuck with each other. Plus people know us as the new guys. Yeah. And- and then yeah. uh, you start finding out who's who, and and you start finding out oh this guy, uh, Anthony his name his his nickname was Brian because that's his <coughs> middle name so like, oh Brian he's a singer and we called him B Love yeah B Love B B Love sorry I heard E Love and some you know Simone's a singer they used to call him Sam in school Sam he's a, he sings and Pete and he's, he's like yeah yo let <laughs> yeah. me just let me just tell this story <laughs> the first go. time I saw Simone. <laughs> Okay, this guy, he had a girlfriend, right, at the time, Amy. What's up, Amy? Amy Amy's been, they were together Hard for so out. long, right? <laughs> like, Simone, Simone I, they were together were, for like eight years. Yeah, we were together forever. You were the girl for eight years? Probably longer. Than, <laughs> probably longer. <laughs> Maybe ten years. Oh, wow. Okay. So he was very protective of Amy. Mm-hmm. So I see him, and he's like, he's got this grill on, like, yeah. just looking around. <laughs> Nobody better look at her. I'm like, this guy is, for an Asian guy, he's pretty, you know, mm-hmm. serious over there. But it turned out to be the total opposite. Once I got to know him, like, I'm not like that at this all. is the sweetest guy yeah. in the world. But oh, he just, fuck. he's got that hard exterior. But he does have a temper. Yeah, he does have a temper. Don't get me mad. And that's what it was. And he was super testosterone up in high school because he was on the football team yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so did you play? When you went to uh, Williamstown High School, or Sports? to the new, hi- yeah, did yeah, you play? yeah, we both were on the soccer team. Yeah. Soccer. Oh, right on. Yeah. Okay, they play soccer. Played I played. Soccer, played ran track. Yeah, football and, and tennis. <clears throat> what a combo! Yeah. We played tennis together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yep, that's right. <laughs> tennis is fun as heck, man. Um, did the other two pl- play sports as well, or was it kind of like not for the school, but they did kind of like dabbling basketball? Yeah, Brian played basketball. Yeah. Pete did too, yeah. but they didn't play for the school. Okay, because yeah. I met Pete actually playing basketball for the township. Township, yeah. township, yeah. All right, so the five of you know y'all can sing. Mm-hmm. Who decided that you guys would be singing together? Like, what was the consensus? You were hanging. It was just... that typical like? There's a talent show coming up at school. <laughs> it's always the talent. It's the show. talent show, yeah. man. <laughs> and but well, we did a talent show. We did a talent separately. show separately, where it was me and Jake were together. And did you do you did something with with Brian and them? I don't. 
I don't remember. It my, was so long ago. <laughs> I just know that like we, we initially He would know more than me because my memory is terrible. We did a talent show separately at first. All you have is Amy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep on mentioning Amy, my wife's gonna be mad. <laughs> we'll get to your wife. Sorry, I'm sorry, Juanita. <laughs> sorry. It's Juanita. So, oh, Juanita. so we ended up doing a talent show separately and then um I think it was just like through Mutual like respect and passing each other in the hallway. I remember Brian used to always say, "Oh, we need to do something together." Yeah. And I'm like, "All right, well, what do you want to do?" And then we eventually like got a- got everybody in one room and <clears throat> did like one rehearsal, and um, and it was just like we-, we had a good chemistry and we had we were able to harmonize well together. I remember we did a shot a song by this group called Shy that was in the big in the '90s. They had this song, "If I Ever Fall in Love." Anybody can Google that if you're interested. It's a great song. We'll have it on the uh, Spotify playlist. For each one of these podcasts, I have a Spotify playlist that mentions all the artists or songs oh, we talk okay. about. Nice. So you can go to our Spotify playlist. That's which is cool. On, Sweet. On it's there. a completely a cappella song. Okay. So it's like... I'm sure they can get over it. Yeah. It'll be fine. No, it's dope, though. Like It, <laughs> yeah. was, it, was, it was huge back in that day. Yeah. So like, Actually, yeah. They played on Q Yeah, it was, on, it was on the radio all the time. Q102, Power 99. Do they still have two Q102? Yeah, they yeah of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and, um, <laughs> so we sang that song, and then we, we entered a talent show at a college. I think it was Philadelphia Community College. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it was a competition. And I remember we um, came in second place in that competition. And, and um, that was our first time singing on, a, on stage together as a group. And, like, people were going crazy. Yeah. And, like, you know, the girls the were girls screaming. Were cool. So it was like... Right, the typical like, ah, yeah. yeah. You're like a this. young guy, like, ooh. And my dad was there, and he was like, all right. He cracked the whip. He, he, was, yeah, like, he was like, all right, if you're going to do yeah. it, then we're going to do it this way. Exactly. So you guys had the dream of being like the next boys to men, mm-hmm. like new style R&B group. Right. Was his vision the same, your dad, or did he want you to kind of be what he grew up with or what he was kind of doing? No, he didn't care. He just wanted us to learn the music. Like, he wanted us... Like if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it. Okay. He you wanted know, us so. to, to to be more. He wanted us to be well rounded, well rounded, and and technically capable. Like yeah. he wanted us to know music. He would teach us theory in in like when we were because we would rehearse three days a week. Um, I think we did like five hour rehearsals three days a week, and, and yeah, yeah. It was it <laughs> even was even our rehearsals are only like <laughs> maybe two, <laughs> some days. Yeah. <laughs> right, I mean that's so, what we do now, right? So the but, star just cracking the whip. Yeah, we're starting yeah. out. We're young. We have nothing else to do, right? So right, you have no idea. This, this is not the norm. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, this five hour rehearsal. Right. I'm so exciting. Yeah. That's and the true. rehearsal starts with an hour of like modal scales. You know what I mean? And then you mm-hmm. go into learning the Actually cycle of fifths sing, yeah. and singing around the cycle of fifths. You know what I mean? You don't, you, psychological you, rehearsal. The next, yeah, right. Me. <laughs> the next week you do the fourths, the cycle of fourths to go the other way. And it's like, because he wanted us to learn the theory. He wanted mm-hmm. us to know what we were doing. And then uh, we ended up going to, to college for music theory and, and learning, you know, even more. Did y'all go to the same college? Uh, yeah, Camden County. Camden County. Okay. Right yeah, on. just w- to learn music theory more, you know, keep our, our chops up, you know. Right on, right on. So you guys got together, what, 99 99 99 was the date of that first show. Okay. Yeah. And then, so you guys are doing these five-hour rehearsals, and you put out your first record, or it was a record, right? It was How Bad Do You it Want was, It? No. No. You put out an EP before that um, yeah. called It's Been a Long Time. Oh, okay. 
because it had been a long time that we had been rehearsing. <laughs> um, okay, so the order of the records would be, it's been a long time, and then it went to the full record, which is How Bad You how Want. Bad. And right. then it, you guys did another EP right. after that called Say It. Right. Right? Right, right. Now, at what point did uh, Pete and Brian kind of fall off? So uh, Brian was first. Brian was first. Brian kind of faded out after Say It. Um, after Say It, we were we were on a tour when Say It came out, where we were touring around the country, and he was kind of like fading out at that time. But we were still kind of dragging him along. And then um, while we were working on the next record, which ended up being um, Love Changes Things, mm. that's when he he um, he left the group at that point. So we finished that record without him. That was our first record without Brian. And then... Um, yeah, that was the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think not long after that record came out, that was when 2009, Pete, right? Yeah, that's when Pete, 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 was, yeah. Pete was gone. Okay. So at <clears> what <throat> point were, did Leon Huff kind of become involved? I, was, I, I know you guys had been involved with him with your dad, but at what point did he become involved with, like, Jaton? When you guys were like writing music, that was 2010. 10, yeah. 2010, we um we were on this show, this NBC NBC Ten show. Remember when they had the Ten oh, show? Oh, I played yeah. the Ten show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played that a couple times. They had this songwriting competition that we entered, and we ended up winning. And um, in the midst of all of that, we met somebody that know, said they knew Gambling Huff, and they it was, wanted us. We, to, it was actually we filmed in the morning, and then we had another show, right? Right, somewhere in yeah, Philly. We filmed in the morning. That was another day. Hey, real quick, before we uh, kind of continue, people probably don't know who uh, Gamble and Huff are. Uh, Gamble and Huff are two famous producers and songwriters, and they were famous. They, isn't the well, word? No, yeah. Well, hall of influence. Fame. Yeah, they're they, like, they defined the Philly sound, and with tons of acts. They they pretty much owned the 1970s in the music business. Like, mm-hmm. Like they shaped the entire sound of music. Disco came from their music. You know what I mean. And uh, I think people don't people that don't know how big they were um, really missed out on on a huge catalog of music. Like something that just totally changed everything from the OJ's to Teddy Pendergrass and um, even the Jacksons were, were did a record with them. Mm-hmm. Um, which record was that? Do you remember? Um, Jackson record? Uh, all I know is, is that that song, Let Me Show You the Way to Go. You, you ever yeah. heard that song? Mm-hmm. That was that was, um, that was was done. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it. But I think um, it might have been, been the Jacksons record. Like after they were not the Jackson 5 anymore and they kind of were the Jacksons, I think it might have been that record. But um, I just remember even Michael Jackson talked about how he learned so much about making a song from... Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean? those guys were just like n- unstoppable. And to my dad used to talk about them all the time when we were when we were going through the process of learning music. He would talk mm-hmm. about Gamble and Huff because he had worked with them and and just knowing the the catalog that they had of amazing records. And um, so then to full circle, be working with him, you know, Leon Huff. And him like appreciating what we did musically, and then being able to produce music on his record, and and it was just it, that was that was an amazing thing. Just to be, I wish my dad could have seen that. You know what I mean? Because that definitely would have blew his mind. He did he he did live to see when we started working with Huff, which was cool. You know what I mean? Okay, so he made it to what two thousand nine. 
He made it. To, he he died in 2012. Oh, okay. Right at the beginning of 2012. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like actually, what was it? Yeah, it was January sixth. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so oh, that would have been yeah. Day, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I was trying to think what day that was. <clears throat> It was uh, Sunday. I just remember we were playing. Soccer. So that's cool that he got to see, see you guys working with one of his idols. And yeah, like he's just like yes. Yeah, and right. My cool. children. Yeah. An adopted son. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty. He much. always called him his adopted son. Yeah. Oh, he did. He really yeah, he did. He really did. That was a pull out my ass moment. <laughs> but not. It must have been hard to see Sarge go, and then. I, and, dude, I remember where I was when I got the call. Mm-hmm. I was washing clothes. I was living in my old apartment at yeah. the time. I was washing clothes. I was. Just broke down. Mm-hmm. So, what's well, yeah. hard when, when your idols and your mentors yeah. goes? I'm getting no emotional order. talking about it right now. <laughs> I mean, we worked with him nonstop for years. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he he was on us, but it was always done with love. I remember we where we were. We were playing soccer yeah. <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. that must have been really cool for him to see, though. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Get to work with Leon and all that. Definitely, yeah. it was cool. I, I wish you could see now, like me being a music director for Freddie Jackson is like him being able to see, like, which was I'm doing what he used to do. Which was another full circle type thing because exactly. he used to talk about used to talk about Freddie Jackson met, all the time because yeah. he wrote with um, uh, McFadden and McFadden he, he, and they wrote a bunch of records for Freddie Jackson. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So yes. they were under the same um, production company, which was Hutch Productions. Mm-hmm. In New York, so my dad would be in the building was, all the yeah, time. He, was, he would see him all the time. Six he would degrees, see him. They didn't really know each other. Yeah, but but yeah. in passing, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Each was right. each other were. So when he, Gamble and Huff become involved, or I guess it's just Huff. It was really just Huff. Yeah, okay. they're, they're kind of like separated now. They're they're you know well they're rich guys. Mm-hmm. They kind of just they're doing I yeah older yeah. rich guys. Yeah. I don't want to say old, but. You know, no, they're they're sorry, they're, guys. They they said it. They don't they don't um, they don't need to do anything. Yeah, ever they're again. chilling right. Do they now. have enough money to hire right. a hitman to kill all three of you? Uh, saying that shit. Dude, <laughs> I hope not. We love you guys. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't know who they are, you know their songs. Yeah, oh, definitely. Because they're always I hear it on movies all the time. And there's been a lot of uh, a lot of covers from from you know white bands, and there's been a lot of uh, sampled Sample, music yeah. and hip hop songs. And that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, it's just I'm sure they've been to court a few times about oh some sam- many th- times samples. We've heard so many stories from Huff, but he 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 actually talks about it in a positive way. He loves it because he's like, hey, yeah, I keep sure. I keep getting them checks. You know? <laughs> as long as I'm getting checks, yeah, right. You see the smile on my face. Right. Okay, so he worked on the was it the Back to Life record? That no, he was working no, on. No, he worked with us on like some. Obscure songs that we, actually we did some songs together with him. He put a record out in 2013 called Groovy People, mm-hmm. and which um, Jamie mixed by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was fortunate enough to to mix did that one and job. co-produce a, a lot of the songs. Oh, very cool. So we were on that record. So we did we we featured vocally on on a few of the songs, and then we did some Christmas, Christmas songs, songs together. Yeah. So there's yeah. three of our Christmas. We did three Christmas songs back in. I think it was 2013 also that um, he he played on and he co-produced. So that's we we um, worked with him in that capacity. And he still comes to the studio. He's still working on songs. You know, mm-hmm. he's just he's just living life. You know, he's he has so many so much music in his head that he he needs yeah. to come. He'll call every once in a while. Can I come to the studio? Yeah, <laughs> this is your studio in Canada. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, he's so laid back, dude. Yeah. Is like okay. 
He's a cool dude. Yeah, very. It was a shame. Guy. I was going to school at UArts uh, 2012 or 11, mm. and that's when the fire happened. Oh, over wow. It happened at Gamble mm. and Huff on Broad Street. Right. It was their main... Was that their main hub? I didn't quite know this yeah. story. Yeah. That was their that main was recording the, studio. That was the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody was telling me, and you can probably validate this, that a bum broke in yeah. and the car started a fire. Yep. And then the whole studio just went up in flames. Went up in flames, yeah. Not crazy. Uh, well, no, the studio was good, right? Or was it just the downstairs? But, no, a lot of it was, was, was burnt up. But, oh, really? But there was, there was rooms that were um, safe. There was just a lot of smoke damage, so they mm. just kind of like didn't. Uh, and you guys got a couple pieces of gear in your studio from their studio. Yeah. Crazy. Carter Fox, who's your bass player, was telling me the story that you guys have a synthesizer that only you and Stevie Wonder right. have. Yes. What yeah. is it? It's a Yamaha ES2. Okay. It's like uh, maybe uh, he'll know. That it's like one of the first synthesized organ. Like it's like a giant organ, mm-hmm. but it's all synthesizer based. You ever see one of those? Like, and Mark got interested. It looks like it looks like a giant white spaceship. Like yeah, if you Google, yeah. Like, it does. It's and it has these gi- like it has two giant Leslie sized speakers, but they're not Leslie's. But they're giant. They're, and it's made by Yamaha. It's, and it's heavy as shit. Yeah, we had to because we had to, we, <laughs> had, to, we <laughs> had to carry that thing down two oh, flights to, of steps. We have to carry Leslie's. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so we we use that Sorry. on the Back to Life record though. Oh, that's that's yeah. great. Yeah, and so, you just recorded in a house for that record, right? You just, yeah, you did it at yeah. the studio in Camden. We we recorded some stuff um, in other studios. We we recorded some of that in Drexel's studio. Mm, um, that's right. And then we recorded uh, <laughs> Back to Life. We, the song Back to Life. We recorded most of that stuff in um, at Forge. Forge recorded. Oh, okay. With Ron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but everything else was done in our studio. Okay, but the Drexel studio, you guys had an in at Drexel. Was it was it just Carter who was going there at the? Carter and Butch, who was our drummer, Butch Seriani. Great drummer. Yeah, yeah. He was our drummer at the time. And um, now he's, he's you know, super producer. Out. He's yeah. a super Odd, goes by no Odd Kid Out. Butch. What's he doing these days? He's killing it, making, making uh, like, instrumental he's, music. Like uh, Yeah, he texted me for my birthday. He said he's working on um, a new album now, so... Very cool. But he's working with um, Skrillex. Skrillex, yeah. I think oh. he, yeah, I think he's signed under Skrillex right now. And he, so he, yeah, he was out in LA for a while. I think he's home now. He's home now because he yeah. just texted me yesterday. Okay. Yeah. So he's the, he was the drummer in your band at the time, mm-hmm. along with Carter Fox, who I've mentioned. He he's plays bass for you guys. Right. And then right. Steve. Steve. Yeah. Hansberger. Steve Hansberger. <laughs> but yeah, so Carter. That guy's a character. Carter. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> Carter is a Drexel Sorry. alum. We love you, Steve. Steve knows he's a character. Trust me. <laughs> um, and Car- uh, Steve Carter was an alum of. Of Drexel at the time, and Butch was going there at the time. Okay, both for the same program, which was like the music business uh, degree or whatever. And um, so, but the end came totally separate from that because there's a um, there's a professor there. His name's Surreal. Um, he he teach. I don't know if he still teaches there, but at the time he was teaching the analog recording class, which is like full tape recording. You know, so they needed a band to bring in as like the case study to mm-hmm. record. For the class to teach them how to record the tape and use the SSL board, all that stuff. So they hit us up to come in there and do that. So um, we built this rapport with him and the, some of the students that were like really 
there was only like a couple students that were really into the program. The rest of them couldn't Sam, give a shit. Sam. And they were like, they're yeah, they're like, like they're not even yeah. paying attention. They're yeah. like eating pizza. But it was <laughs> That's like, so funny. it's always pizza with you, man. You gotta, like, <laughs> we, we didn't order the pizza. Can we have the General South one time? Please. Sorry, that was the first thing. That was totally offensive, General South. He's Cambodian. They don't eat that shit. <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind. I'm sorry, they, they, I'm sorry. They eat something called babal. What's like, babal? It's a. Um, uh, um, you ever had? You know what kanji is? No. It's it's a porridge. It's bro. a rice it's porridge. Ri- it's, it's rice a rice porridge. porridge. <laughs> rice. Okay. It's rice yeah. porridge. Okay. But it's it's really yeah. good. But anyway, so surreal so, so brought us in there, and um, we did the recording, and then we had this rapport with two of the main students that were the best engineers of the class. And then they had a project coming up where they needed to uh, record a band also. So we were like, oh, we could, we could work together on this. Mm-hmm. So we'll come in and we'll get some tracks from you guys and then you give them to us. And you guys can have our songs to use for your class or whatever. So we ended up cutting. Uh, we, we pretty much just cut drums and bass and piano on a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we just took that stuff and yeah. went back to your studio mm-hmm. and did your thing at the mm-hmm. house. Right. There's some great footage on your YouTube channel of uh, behind the scenes of the record with yeah. you guys recording. I think it's by the river. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the, the stomping, and clapping, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. vocals. Oh, and you stuff. saw all that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you want to go check that out, go to their YouTube channel, which is just Chaton Chaton. Music. Or, okay. J U T A U N. Yeah. Go hit that up. All right. So you guys just recently put out a new record or a new single. New pardon single, me. Right. Called Young Lion, right? Who sings it? Jake. Me. I think it's great that each one of you... He get, wrote it, too. Oh, oh that's awesome. Did yeah. you play the piano? Like, you learned do it on the piano, like we were talking about I before? I didn't. That was actually something that just came up while I was driving my kids to school. So Isn't it always? And so, then stuff always is like weird. The, the recorder out to, like... I don't know it. how. I just... Young line, young line. And I just got the rest, eventually. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Sometimes okay. it happens like that. No, absolutely. Sometimes I'm playing and it'll come and you never know. Yeah, Mark and I have talked about a couple, even though we're an instrumental band, sometimes you get a, just a stupid old melody stuck mm-hmm. in your head yeah. and you just, you mumble it into your phone, you forget about it, you find it like a week later, like, yeah, and you have to go write it real quick. Right. That's right. We, we have a pretty dope uh, remix to it. Oh, yeah. That's oh, going to be coming out that. soon. It is. Well, real quick, I think it's great that each one of you sing lead on your tunes like I don't know if you guys have a deal or do you guys figure out who sounds best on whatever songs y'all write or yeah. is it just kind of like whoever brings it to the group sings <clears throat> that tune no it's just kind of whatever like, yeah. I mean I think it's like this like sometimes I write a song yeah, yeah, yeah. like we just did um, a song we wrote Higher Love and uh, <laughs> Simone was talking about that before you got here <laughs> Oh yeah. I just assumed like he was like, Yeah, I just heard your new record. I just assumed that he was talking about higher love. I don't know why. I, okay. I just thought <laughs> why would he hear that? Hey Moon, eat the mic, man. You gotta oh, eat that bad. mic. It's all good. My yeah, bad. so I uh I wrote that, but I'm like that sounds like you would sing that, not me. You know, because you got that falsetto. He's got like this <clears throat> high falsetto thing he does and I can't do it, so Oh he can do it. No. Not like you. Well, the, the song has you like, like, the like, like, like I was talking. <laughs> you guys good? I know that. I was talking like about brother. like, <laughs> brotherly love. The, whole the song, the song has like a like an R and B feel to it. The which higher love, thing. which yeah. which is you know Jamie is, you know that's he sings that style really good. And Jake, you know he he has a certain style. 
I don't He's sing okay. that. You trying to say I don't sing that style? <laughs> like, that you know what, what I mean. Well, on, no, so but Jake, Jake, Jake definitely has like a distinct like kind of sound to his voice that works well with like a Young Lion type record or like yeah. um, Back to Life, those type of songs. Well, here's my question. So you guys kind of know each other's wheelhouse. So is that is that the way that uh, uh, vocals are kind of decided? Whoever's leading that song is whoever sounds best on it, no matter yeah. who wrote it. Yeah, yeah. usually. Yeah. 100%. As long as it's natural that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah, all our songs we write from the heart, and there's some songs where it's like we'll we'll switch off in the song, like sing one half, the other, you know, and we'll yeah, switch back. Yeah. So it's never like it's never a formula to it. It's like we just feel it out at the time and 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 let it be what it's gonna be. Like gold, gold, uh, we switch off on the verses. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but um. But the harmony's always there. Yeah, the <laughs> harmony is the thing. The har- yeah, the harmony stays the same. Usually, well, sometimes we switch, but Moan's always on the top. Simone is always on the he's top. Always no, on the top. He's got <laughs> the best voice for that high harmony. You know how like, like, um, like a Crosby, Stills and Nash or something like they always had the the higher. Yeah, they had those that stack that was like everybody sang their note because they sound the best on that note, and that's kind of like. How we yeah, you have a system, right. so to speak, for your harmonies. We always know, like when we're doing harmonies, yeah. we 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 know where we're gonna be at. Right, you guys so, have been so. singing together now for twenty years. Damn, damn. damn. <laughs> I say damn. <laughs> so yeah, you better all know how your system right. works. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that's Man. crazy. I'm it will be twenty little... years in, in, Has it been in 20 April. Years? Damn, we are in twenty nineteen, gentlemen. Dude, no, I mean, yeah. Yeah, twenty years since ninety nine. Yeah, so that's the new record. That's crazy. Do you guys have any new singles dropping soon? We do. We have the like he was saying the remix to Young Lion, which is a totally we totally switched up the feel. It's like I mean it's it's still got a reggae feel, but it's more of like a hip hop vibe. There's a rap a rapper on it. Who'd you Um, get on it? We got a guy that we know, a young guy um, who's a really good. Um, Christian rapper. His name is um, Abel, and um, I know the name. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. I don't know, but he's 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 um he's he's a really good kid. From he's, Philly. he's from Philly. He's up and coming, and um, he's got a whole team that I've been working with them. Um, he's been sending me records. Can you mix this for me? And, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. That's so, good that you guys can collaborate. In yeah, that way. yeah, yeah. So the other question I had was, some of your music is very uh, not very. It's, it kind of goes on the religious vein, but it's not. Christian music, it's, right. but yeah. it's definitely influenced. Is that kind of intentional, or is it just kind of natural with the way that it, your songwriting process? I think, I think a little occurs. bit of both, right? It's both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's you know natural. Um, yeah, uh, I wouldn't call it religious. I just say like more like something that speaks to us. Okay, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think every every one of the songs that we've been putting out since By the River has been. And a little bit before that, Find My Way and Love Changes Things have mm-hmm. been songs that, like, the words were something that was for us. Mm-hmm. But then, it, in turn, it, it it worked for other people. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you guys find, as you kind of, as you get old, Leon Huffway, um, that you're becoming more and more influenced by that sort of style? I think we... we, we we realize that it's important to have a responsibility with with our music. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, and to not not 
just frivolous, frivolously put out yeah. music that we don't believe in. To be a light. And and to not not go in directions that that don't line up with our beliefs and mm-hmm. don't line up with what we stand for. You know what I mean? Just to try to sell records mm-hmm. or just to try to be yeah. something we're not. But at the same time, not put something out because we stand for this. So let's write a song about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, never like going out to say we're going to say something about, say, Donald Trump or something. Right, right, right. You right. don't intentionally <laughs> do that. Whatever you feel, no, no. it's going right. to come out. No. Yeah. Um, so you guys also are the backing band for Freddie Jackson, which we mentioned earlier, which is bananas. Yeah. How did that even transpire? I know that from the stories I've heard that there were multiple bands backing up Freddie. Yeah. And did he just fire them all and just decided to go with you guys, or what's the story? Did not happen that way. <laughs> um, I'm just guessing. That's so, my, that was my guess. I, no, it was literally like he did. I don't think he wanted. Like he didn't think that we could back him at yeah. first, just because because we're you know the type of music that we do, mm-hmm. you know. But he did. He didn't. He didn't know our background in R and B, you know. So he met us. He met us doing by the river. You know what I mean. So to him, it was like. Yeah, so just to back up, our manager slash the guy who runs our company is his manager. Right. You know, so that's kind of how but we he, got he, together. He linked up with him through someone someone that was working with us doing PR that, that knows Vern. Leon Huff. Yeah. So Leon Huff right, so. Um, and her have a, a, a huge history going back. She used to work for Epic Records back in the day. And um, she kind of fell in love with our organization and our, our sound and everything and she started working with us and she knew Freddie through the New York circle she lived in New York at the time and um, she introduced Dave who's our manager and our business partner she introduced him to Freddie and him and Freddie kind of hit it off Freddie had a manager at the time and then um, but I think his like his career needed a jolt or whatever so Dave was like look I can he was getting taken advantage of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Dave kind of came in and, and started working with him. And it, at first it was a complete separate thing. Like he was working with Freddie, working <clears throat> with us, and it was just like um, we, would pat, we, would be, we would see each other in passing or maybe mm-hmm. we would do a show and we would open up or it was something like that. Um, and then I remember he, Freddie was doing a show in Africa and in Kenya, and Dave was like, yo um, – Freddie needs a sound guy. Do you want to come out and do do his monitors? And I was like, hell yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, get, I, I get to go, go to Africa. Africa. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get paid to go to Africa for And a I get to have yeah. put Freddie Jackson on my, right, my list. Right, exactly. So that was kind of like my first interaction with him in, in the capacity of like live show and he really got to know me mm. and he started to trust me a little bit more. And then he then he then he's putting a record together. So of course... Dave brings him to our studio. We have a song for him that he loves, and he wants to record it. So I ended up recording him, producing his vocals, and like basically producing the whole song. And um, we developed a, a rapport that way. And then a song had, that Jake wrote, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he what had a song. Was that real quick? It's called Find, Find My, My Way. way. Okay. It's on a. It's uh, on his record. It's on his record called Love Signals. You can check that out too. It's okay. available now. The song's called Find My Way. It's a really great song. Um, but anyway, so then he had a, a small show in New York, which um, Dave was like, um, I want to get you guys on this show with Freddie to back him because he, you know, he, he doesn't want to bring a band in. It's only a couple songs. It's at a festival in Jamaica, Queens. 
you guys can get on stage and and, mm-hmm. and and do a couple songs and then just let just play for him just play like two or three songs so we mm-hmm. did like his biggest hits or whatever and he liked it he was like wow like my other bands need to watch out or whatever so that's a that's a great compliment right. coming from uh, Freddie Jackson. He great. literally said that to me. He brought me into the the car and said that to me, like, uh, you know, great job. The other bands really need to watch out. And then, just it was a while before we did another show with him. But we got another opportunity to do a couple songs at another small show. It was like that, you know. But he still had like four or five bands at the time. <laughs> one in Nashville, one in L.A., one in New York, and. Um, then eventually, because we were, I think we were more like dedicated to rehearsing his stuff and like mm-hmm. really getting good musicians in on on his stuff, that um, he started getting more comfortable with us. And we did a couple, we did we did a, a string of shows in Boston one time where it was four shows in two nights, all back to back, and um, started out a little rough. Because it was our first time doing like a ninety-minute set with him, but it, mm-hmm. by the by the fourth show, it was like. It was hitting and it was fire, and then ever since then, like uh, the other bands started falling off, and it and then now it's just us, you know. What a great story, man! Are you guys on a tour with them a bunch this year? We have some stuff coming up uh, February February second. There's a bunch. February second, February fifteenth, we're playing with Patty Labelle and um, NJ Pack. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that name, that That's what up. Jamie does. I've been holding that one. <laughs> Patty LaBelle. He's a name dropper. <laughs> uh, I hear stories about the her. Uh, is it her fried chicken? No. No, she got the um, um, the pie. Right? The pie. The pie. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, Matt Cappy, played uh, trumpet for her for a couple okay. of games. He's telling me about it. And then, so when does your full album come out? I don't think I don't we're know, doing man. a full. We got. Album. We got enough, right? Yeah, we got. We got enough. For I think it. we're just putting out singles. That seems to be the new, th- yeah. new thing for everybody. I think that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Yeah, we're not really feeling the album right now. Yeah. Okay. Like we're in the mode of just putting out songs. Like we have a bunch of songs. Yeah, we ready got to a go. lot of songs. We got some really different dope stuff, songs, man. man. Like we're doing totally different than the Back to Life EP, mm-hmm. um, but still, it's still us. Yeah, yeah. still the That's harmony. Exciting. The we harmony's get, still there. We get bored. Yeah, like we, we do. don't like doing the same thing. You know what I mean, yeah, you rather do something like. Keep moving, move yeah. forward, not yeah. play the experiment. Same all year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's play a polka guy. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I don't Watch know out about for uh, yeah. guitar, the polka band. No, I think <laughs> it's like I, I, I think like one of the things that shaped this new music was, you know, getting a lot of this gear from the Philly International Building. Like mm-hmm. one of the things we got was this. 1982 analog synth is like a, the Roland SH-101. Mm. So like uh, one of the songs that Jake was writing is a song called Beautiful Eyes. And um, I was trying to mess around with production on it. And I just started messing around with bass lines on this thing. And that kind of like yeah, took it like, into this whole direction with, yeah. with like 808s and, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, analog synths. And, and so this new stuff is kind of more in that direction now just because messing around with stuff, you know. So. Definitely has an 80s vibe on most of the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So is it mostly just three of you in the studio, like, coming up with ideas? Or do you have the band come through, or is it mostly just you guys? So for the most part, and then, like... I mean, Carter comes through, Carter, Steve. Carter and Steve will yeah, come through. they're um, the main guys. Right. And then, um, jo- you remember Jordan, the guitar player that played the yeah. show? Yeah. So he'll come Damiani? in. Damiani? Damiani. Damiani. I was so close. Close. close he, plays in the, he plays in the Freddie band with us. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll br- I, I bring him in and drop some guitar lines. He's a great guitar stuff. player. Yeah, man. Roll he through is. it. He's real talented, so. It's really cool. I'm excited to hear you guys, your new stuff. Yeah, it's different, man. Absolutely. talk about the music news this is the news that i have found this week some of it uh we haven't had an episode in a second so we get to talk about some things that i just discovered from november that we can talk about but this is fairly new okay have you guys heard about this thing called surviving r kelly of course oh this man yeah series on <laughs> bro yes. i watched some of it what I haven't seen any of it yet. I wanted to see if you okay. guys have. Give, give me what? What have you seen so far? Give it to me. Give it to me. We come from the R and B world, right? <laughs> That's why I'm asking. R. Kelly was, he was like a god in the '90s. One right? of the the guy, Brian, who was in our group. He right. wore. He's, oh my he Still does to this day. Like he was a huge R. Kelly fan. Mm-hmm. But I remember in like 1997, 1998. Because he married um, Aaliyah, mm-hmm. and she was underage at the time. And I remember like stories coming out back then about him going to high schools and trying to pick up girls at high schools. Like the rumors were out there already, yeah. so that's why it was like shocking to me that everyone's so surprised about this. She was like fourteen, you know, when when they got married. I don't know. I, she might have been 16 like sixteen when they got, but, but, but she, I think she was fourteen when, when, when they got. When together, she got like, yeah, she got. Yeah. I didn't know that story. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. she was that young. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it's a, it's a, it's like a trend, yo. Like he, so yeah. he, so that was like his thing. He would go to high schools and kind of, yeah, scout was, girls. He, or scout. I think I didn't watch it, but everyone's been telling me about it. So okay. it's like they were saying that like my wife was watching it. So of I, course, I was. <laughs> She's she loves that stuff. <laughs> She That's his excuse it, to watch yeah. it. My wife My was wife watching it, and I was, I was in the room. So. I was forced to watch. It. I was forced to watch. The no, you know what it is. Like I'm doing, I'm doing stuff, and she's watching it, and I get drawn in. I'm like, yeah. yo, this is crazy. Yeah, but but we knew it was crazy already, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. The, the sex tape came out. Mm. That was like that was 2002. Yeah, yeah, but dude, like, it's crazy how like. People just don't want to believe it. Like his his fans, they would like he had the the well, case. Right? That's that's a different story. I think we, you're talking about like the the issue with people idolizing celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we knew like it's clearly him in the video, right? So like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just reminded by the Dave Chappelle skit. <laughs> I need two forms of ID. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, this he has a problem. He really does. So in this article that I found, it says they have over fifty interviews right. of of women coming forward and yeah. talking about yeah. R. Kelly. Do, do they? Well, you've seen it, so have they? Kinda, I saw a part of it. I didn't watch all of it. She's she's seen like the latest. Have they gone in depth in like each one of these girls' like stories? They interview. They like they interview like yeah. They interview certain uh, <laughs> certain like they interview different girls yo this dude had women living with him he still does he still does he still does there's there's multiple they said that there's there's girls that that have not spoken to their parents since 2016 that still live with him to this day yeah they there's a mom that uh that they uh she was talking you know she wanted to get her daughter back or something like that but i didn't know it was still happening but r kelly cult yeah, yo, yeah. it pretty much is a cult, yo. He has all so these women living in different sections of his house. So apparently, they uh, 
they would text each other because they're not allowed to do anything unless they ask him. Like they would text each other trying to, yo, meet me at the left wing of you know this man the mansion. They live in the mansion. And they keep track of where he is. Like like they text each other like he's in the yes. living room. <laughs> we can go to the right no, room. they they would try to meet up. They would try to meet up oh, to okay. you know like I'm gonna go be here at this bathroom you know at this time. Meet up for what? Just to talk? Just to talk to try to like, dude. They're 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 prisoners, man. They can't. They gotta ask him permission to eat. To go to the bathroom. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. They need to be like my mom and escape. Yeah, I was about right? to say, yeah. this is all connected. <laughs> Come yeah. on, mom's man. Gotta go to the R. Kelly compound and be like, you son of Yeah. And just break them all out. Your mom will be a savior. This is I I just think about crazy. it as a father. I have two daughters. So it's like thinking about that, like you have to have an army to stop me from getting my kids from your house. Yeah, man. I'm sure you guys would be outside the gates, like screaming, doing it whatever you could, climbing the fence. Yeah. It wouldn't matter. You're all fathers, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm yeah. driving my car straight through the front door. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh. And then I'm getting yeah. out. Dealing with, with dealing weapons. with the cops later. Like, yeah. come on. Stay out of Jersey, R. Kelly. <laughs> that's a threat. Um, no, that's crazy. Uh, did they talk about... Um, actually, let me ask you guys this, because you'll know the story. I'm a little ignorant when it comes to the R&B scene, or at least the stories. The, the, the closet thing... <laughs> Trapped in the closet. Trapped real? in the closet. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that was like what a the whole... You mean, was it a real thing? Was that like a real thing? No, like, no. Oh, okay. No, well, no. you you Wait, don't know if it's... What are we talking about? <laughs> You're talking are about talking the, about the songs that he did trapped in the closet? Or yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Like the... The what? He had like a whole... He had like this whole mini-series. Yeah. It was like an opera, like a... I called it an opera. Yeah, a hip-hop It was opera. so stupid. It was so stupid. Yeah. I don't know what he was trying to do at that time, but... I mean, when you go, when you think about, I'm not an R. Kelly fan, so uh, the music I'm very that he, the music that he was doing, <laughs> so like stupid. he's got these songs. Like when you listen to them now, knowing the context of what he's up to, is like seems like you're ready. Like it just sounds so much more. Wow, sounds <laughs> yeah. sounds yeah. kind of rapey there, guys. <laughs> uh, sounds like a little ready. rapey now. Like, like, level to this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> You getting your period yet? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, yo, that's what it is. Seems man, like, like you're ready. That's, yeah. oh, that's just, that puts yeah. It, yeah, he's talking about a young girl. Exactly. Like, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's, All right. it's sick. We're going to move on. <laughs> yeah. I, it's not funny at all. Speaking it's, of periods, let's talk about Susan Boyle. So, okay. so Susan Boyle's back. She's back in the uh, back in the news. Did you know that you guys watch America's Got Talent at all? We actually were going to be on that show one time. No way. So yeah. so was I. Really? With yeah. another band. Yeah. What, were you guys like doing just a trio or as a group? No, it was four, was four of us at that time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. was it Brian that was... No. Pete. It was Pete, Pete that was, was still in the group. In the group. I, we, we, we auditioned doing Bruno Mars, Just the Way You Are. Mm-hmm. Got a standing me, O. With me playing at the piano <laughs> in front of... Uh, yeah, we literally did it like acoustic style. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. With... Um, I think it was Sharon. Howie. Um, Howie. The British, Pierce, yeah, Pierce. Mm. Was it Pierce? Yeah, yeah, the, the British dude, right? What's that his name? Yeah, Pierce? it was, his, yeah. Dude, it was yeah, so one of those yeah. British names. Pierce, uh, not Morgan. It was just it was that. Pierce Morgan, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. but that's funny because when we did it, we had the same judges. We oh, might yeah. have been like, was it in New York? Did you go to New York? We did the New York? We did. We might have um, been there. Might've. What theater would it have been? It was a theater. Yeah, yeah. And we did. We did uh, chasing pavements. Right oh, it was my buddy Ty. It was, uh, the band was Ty James and the Exchange. We also got a standing ovation the minute we hit the chorus, and pure, we got 
every one of them said go except for Pierce. He's like, I don't like the arrangement. And he was what? he said some kind of messed up stuff. Wow. And so <laughs> wasn't, wasn't he the one that he said, was the one clown- because no 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 it was Sharon. Every they, Sharon, they all they all yeah. liked us. Oh Sharon Osbourne. Yeah yeah they because okay. they ended up putting us through. They but, did us too. Yeah okay. Did you get the call that said like you're not going? No no okay. We got the contract and said we're not going. We're not going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like this shit is crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. we had already right? we had already done a show before that. We did an MTV show. It was like a singing competition show that we were on for months, yeah. and we 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 uh, were the finalists on that show. We came in second place again, and um, you in second place. It's, it's, you're not bitter. Listen, not at all. <laughs> but um, we, we so we had just came off of doing that, and then America's Got Talent called. So they called us to go to audition. So okay. so we we went because they were like. You guys don't have to go through the first rounds. Just come to audition in front of them, the judges or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we did that too. You walk by the entire line. Yeah, yeah. Go right to the person. <laughs> yeah. Sure. People are like, yeah. So we, we, did, we did, and they told us to do that song. So we're like, or I think they gave us a list of songs to pick from. Yeah, that was the least of the new They try to yeah. make us do Black and Yellow, if I remember correctly. Black, and, black yellow? and Yellow, Black and Yellow. Mm-hmm. That song? What? They tried to make us do like a chiller vocalist, like a singing version of it, and we were like, "Have you heard what, what we? Yeah. Well, what what you guys sing again? It was the uh, just the way you Just are the way are you are are by Bruno Mars. Mars. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we uh, we did it straight up, like all these harmonies. We changed the arrangement, <laughs> and uh, I, I I just remember Sharon Sharon saying like um, something about like because we're all off we're all four tenors. of us were tenors. Like mm-hmm. first tenors, so it's like we all have high voices. So we we have all these really high harmonies. You know, you played with us. So we're singing this song. And we put all these harmonies in there, and Sharon's like, "I feel like you guys need like a bass singer, like Boyz II Men." Most groups don't have bass singers. And Howie was like, "Have you ever heard of the Bee Gees?" <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees was were never successful. Yeah, he, she was like, "You can't be successful without a bass singers." And he's like, "Yeah, because the Bee Gees were never successful." <laughs> That's so, funny. Yeah, it was funny, and they they ended up putting us through, but then we 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 didn't do it. We. Um, we got the mix. It was three days before they were supposed to fly us out to Vegas, and then they gave us the the axe. We got out of the contract because of it. But I, I forget why. It was the same season as. Um, do you guys remember the movie Precious? Yes. Mm-hmm. The the main girl. Uh, what is her name? Her mom was singing Monique? on the show. It, no. That's not. Was that what her name was? Monique was, was the mom. She was the mom. No, no, no. Right. Sorry. The young girl okay. in the movie. Okay. Her actual mother. Okay. Was in uh, the. Um, was in the show as like a surprise and she was kind of like you know you have to make a story up for these shows and that was yeah, like the main right. story mm. of the season and like they only had a at least the producers told us only like a certain amount of slots for musical acts and it's always some it, it might have been straight up a lie <laughs> but no, it was just it's probably true but they always it's always some stupid magical <laughs> BS they try they try to put your story is not right, right it won't right. resonate with the audience that's why that's why those shows are so stupid to me you know what I mean I, yeah. someone had, we, when we were on the MTV show they tried to oh, make up some oh fake like us fighting they used to try to it's always the fighting between Dude. the brothers yeah. no the whole group they used oh the whole group to, they used to, I remember a couple Couple times they would pull me into a separate room and be like, "Okay, so um, we want you to get on camera and say like I'm the lead singer, but today I'm gonna let Simone sing lead." Like, I'm like I'm not doing that. Are you crazy? And that's why you got yo, second. Yeah, right? Yo, they they <laughs> hate they, 
yeah. they hated interviewing us because we were just we wouldn't give them any. We, yeah. yeah, they would try to get us, to, and and we started. It became a thing that we started becoming like friends with the the crew because they knew they weren't gonna get nothing from us. But they would tell us like the secrets, like yeah, they told us if we can get someone to cry, we get a bottle of champagne, you know, like yeah. oh, is that <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, what they dude, do, really. Yeah. They get a bonus. They, I remember, I remember like the other groups would fight, right? Mm. You know, they'll play into it. And yeah. come they would, this. they would fight, but you know, they would try to interview us. The like, so what happened? Like, yeah. are you, you should go know. and talk to her? Yeah. I'm like, nah, dude. Like, <laughs> nah, it's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. See what my contract says. <laughs> you see this line here? Yeah. Oh man. Are you guys um Oh wait, we're talking about Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle. She's Boyle. back. They have a whole new spin-off of America's Got Talent now. It's called The Champions. And now they have to all fight each other. Uh, which is they sing against each other. Mm-hmm. How many different ways do you think they can spin one show <laughs> just to make so much money? Listen. As long as there's, People will watch it. As long as there, no, are, your wife. Will watch it. My wife will watch exactly. it. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. As long as there's wives no, and mothers that want to call a phone number and vote for shit, they're gonna have spinoffs of this show. They're gonna listen to my. Yeah, they're right. gonna listen to my opinion. I know what I'm talking about. I can spot and we a just singer. lost. We just- we just lost all our female viewership. <laughs> Listen, my mom is one of those people, okay? She watches all Don't those shows. Don't use your shows. mom as like an excuse. She watches, ah! She's always showing me clips from The Voice. I'm like, Mom, I don't care. Mm-hmm. So you just sing like them. I'm good. We love you, Mom. We love you. Are you guys uh, uh, jam band fans at all or anything in that vein? I mean, A little bit. A little bit. Jake used to be a Dave Matthews band fan. <laughs> I mean, that's not really a jam band. They are. They're a jam band. Well, hold on. Mark will weigh in. Mark. Uh, kind of. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Dave Matthews should be considered a jam band? Or Dave Matthews band? Uh, Now, yes. 90s Dave Matthews, no. Definitely not. Yeah, right. like, exactly. But like now, yeah, for sure. Okay, That's you, how he stays relevant, is he's a jam band. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, your big theory is that uh, yo, they bands start in whatever genre they start in, and then they all move to jam band. Yeah, if you want to stay around for 25 years, you have to become a jam band at some point. <laughs> that that's, makes that's sense. The, right, I right. see that, yeah. Right, you're no longer relevant, so he's like, I can play a little like, too. I love, like, Dave's for. I just called him Dave. Dave, Jesus. you're such I a love, hippie. <laughs> I love his, like, first, his 90s record, like, Under the Table and Dreaming and yeah. Ants Marching and that, that shit. That was the one he bought. So good, man. Crash, that album. Yeah. So good. And then he became a jam band. It's like, <laughs> why? Well, the reason why he's selling out, you know, stadiums and shit. Still, he's so. doing his thing. He's back on tour, I think again. Um, but the reason why I bring up jam bands is, do you guys know the YouTube band? They're considered a jam band. Walk off the earth, by chance. Sounds, Sounds familiar. So they had a really I know famous they cover. Uh, they did. They covered Gautier's "Somebody That I Used yeah, to Know." Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and they had like it was kind of all. Um, like uh, stripped down instrumental and stuff. Yeah. Well, one of their members just recently died, and I thought oh, we'd wow. bring it up. I didn't know if he knew oh, the bands man, at all. A gentleman by the name of Mike Beard Guy Taylor of Walk Off the Earth passed away uh, of natural causes. He was fairly young. It doesn't say how young in this article, but it says wow. he was. Um, the band said Mike had a love for life that was unmatched and a willingness to give that went beyond ordinary means. He was a founding member of the band, one of the founding members. And uh, what else does it say? After. That Gautier is somebody that I used to know viral hit in 2012. They've been touring, writing original songs, sold out venues across the globe, and become one of the biggest artists in the world. So I, he looks like in this this photo, he looks like he's like 35, wow. 36. Goodness. Yeah, they and, were all pretty young. 
Yeah, they got big in 2012, mm-hmm. like off the big YouTube boom. So usually we talk about that just. Wow, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah it sucks. Yeah. On to a uh, little happier news. Did you know they're making a Prince documentary? Really? Yeah, wow. that's pretty dope. Yeah. Originally how, Prince, how deep are they going to get well, into Well, hold on, it? I'm going to tell you. So, uh, you know, have you guys seen Purple Rain, the movie that he... Uh-huh. Of course. Just checking. Yeah. Some people actually haven't, and you have to, like, shove it down their throat. Um, it looks like they just announced that Prince... This is what came out in November. Prince documentary is going to come out on Netflix. Okay. And the director is going to be uh, Ava DuVernay. I think I'm saying her name right. She was the director of Selma, A Wrinkle and A Wrinkle in Time. Okay. And she also did that prison documentary called 13th, which I think is about like the 13th Amendment. Right, right, the, right. Uh, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, but it says in this article, Bruce with Netflix, the multi-part documentary will cover the entire life of the late funk musician and is being made with the cooperation of Prince's estate, which is giving DuVernay access to his archive. She gets access to all the music. What? Mm. Can you imagine that? They, op- they opened that vault. Did you notice that a lot more commercials have his music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of... Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't letting anyone use it. Yeah. But now they want to make money off yeah. of it. So. Yeah. Back to the money thing. Yeah, now exactly. that he's gone. Now, yeah. Exactly. Well, so this says, uh, DuVernay told Deadline, Prince was a, geni- a genius and a joy and a jolt to the senses. He was like no other. He shattered every preconceived notion, smashed every boundary, and there, it looks like they're going to dive into his whole life. It says that, uh, yeah, they're going to dive into that. doesn't say a release date, but looks like she got the, the nod to be the director for this documentary. I'm curious who they tap to be Prince. I know. Is it is it a documentary or is it? Are they well, gonna have? I imagine that they'll have somebody maybe recreate something. Okay. Like they do that sometimes with like B roll yeah. type. Yeah, of like acting. if he has a lot, he probably has so much archive footage yeah. that they might. That's be, true. They might not have yeah. to do that. They can just go like right. concert footage or mm-hmm. like backstage stuff. And yeah. Did you hear about his house? He has a, a. So his house is basically one giant recording studio yeah. every room has a microphone in mm-hmm. it i thought that's bananas that's awesome let's that's all do that yeah <laughs> let's have a house yeah that's Just, crazy he was record anywhere right? i heard it <laughs> i heard it was super secretive though like with his life you know so how deep are they gonna go with right you well, know? i mean it looks like they have access to the whole vault so music video probably got all the contacts and people are definitely down to talk about prince his drummer just recently passed away too. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame. But yeah, so I'm nervous that that's gonna be bad <laughs> when Netflix puts it out. I, I, Netflix has been been pretty on point lately, man. Yeah, they've that, been killing Netflix, it with some of the shows. Yeah, some some stuff is. Yeah. Have you have y'all watched the new uh, Bird Box movie? I'm nervous about it. I I don't like it. You hated it, yeah. dude. I'm with you, man. I don't like, like it. Everyone it's loves like a, this thing. Did you see it? They love it. No, I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. Is it, is it not good? Is it? It's well, not that it's don't, not good. Don't go by what I say. It's not that it's know. not good. It's a it, it's a watchable movie. It's you is know it like straight up horror, or is it like kind of like it's kind of but it's, it's like not, a it's like a alien like a mystery. It's, it's kind of yeah. like you know. Did you watch Quiet Place? Yeah, Quiet it's, Place was awesome. That was Quiet awesome. Place was awesome. So it's like trying to be that. Yeah. Yeah, you know they're trying I mean? to make another one of those, but it's, too. But it's being blind yeah. instead of not talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I've, it's, it's on my list, but I've been kind of avoiding it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 
I skimmed through it. I saw I saw a meme after uh, the Eagles won, uh, yeah. right? Oh, Cody, yeah. Cody, doink, doink. Cody Parkey missed missed the field goal. They put a they put Sandra Bullock's head with the with, with the, the mask, mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with him kicking. Yeah. I was dying. No, but have but on another note, have you heard about these people doing the bird box challenge? No. Are you kidding me? What is what, what is the yeah. bird box challenge? It's, one of these stupid challenges they're doing on like Instagram, you know, where people are doing everyday stuff blindfolded and they're like going around like, you know, oh my goodness, <laughs> going, you know, just like regular stuff. Like I can't, man. It's 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 insane. People are like ending up in the hospital because they're like running into walls and like <laughs> like it's oh just like goodness. getting hit by cars. Like it's crazy. Sandra Bullock. They're doing it with their kids, like what? blindfolding their kids and stuff, yo. I, I can't. We're moving on. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> All right, now we're going to do what's called Last Five. We're going to talk about the last five things that these gentlemen have been listening to, and they'll all be tagged in the Spotify playlist. Probably more singles than full albums because this is going to be long. There's three of you. All right, let's start with Moon. What do you got? What are your uh, last five? Like I was saying, uh, Sade's Lovers Live. They they would know because we actually, <laughs> when we used to work out at my house, <laughs> that's that's all I would play was yeah. Sade's was Lovers you- Live <laughs> album. You know. What else you got? Uh, Give me the other four. That's one. Give me R&B, my R&B playlist that I listen to all the time. Nice, nice. It has... Pretty much everything on well, there. Give me, like, give me uh, four, four, some four things off of there. Sunshine, Enchantment, uh, uh, Mint Condition. Yeah. If you love, if you love me. It's my song. Someone to love, John B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kim. Kim. <laughs> They don't know. Who you know, chemists. He's like, they're all gonna be tagged. <laughs> I, I don't, but see, that's why this podcast. Exists. I can't. I can't stop loving you by Kim. I I listen to uh, I listen to Jatan. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is that we oh, have I, well, I no, listen. No, no. To, I listen to old Jatan. Let me in all the time. That's that's on my playlist. Right. Jake, what you got? Give me the last five. Right. So <clears throat> there's a girl we do stuff with. Her name's Joy Ike. That's a little too much information. <laughs> do shows with. Okay, let me say that. Uh, yeah, Sorry, wives. <laughs> yeah, I have a wife. Um, Joy Ike, uh, let me see. Her album's called Bigger Than Your Box. I'm trying to get to the song. Assurance. <laughs> That's one of her songs that I've been listening to all the time. <laughs> uh, okay. Let me see. Gary Clark Jr., Oh, the best. Um, what song? Numb. That's okay. like I've been having that on every place. Yeah. yeah. I think kind of jiving into his, uh, was it the Robert Johnson stuff? Didn't he do a, uh, like an old school blues record? He did like. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. He, That's the one he's talking about, I think. Is that the same record? No, 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 no. He just put out some stuff. Oh, did he? He, he actually put out a cover. Um, I was just listening to this and I can't remember the name of it. If only we had a magical black box to look it up on. Don't you hate when you like you know a song and it's right there, but you can't think of. It? Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, when your phone's on airplane mode. Uh, ah. Yeah. Uh, that's true. We didn't give true. you the Wi-Fi. That's right. That's why. Yeah, and I hate. I'm bad with names of songs, so now I can only see the album. 
It's um, all right. So yeah, Give me like two more. Lord Haran. Okay. Know who that is? Uh, yeah, I know the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, brother. I don't know too many of the tunes. Brother is one of the songs. I want to make that song. Uh, I was talking to you about that. Yeah. I, I would love to hear that in like a remix, like some a rapper mm-hmm. doing some kind of sample over that. That would be really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's an idea of mine. Are you guys uh, sampling anything in your stuff these days, or is it pretty much just all original? No, it's all original. Oh, um, didn't you sample? I sampled a little Bob Marley in um, the, the Young remix, Lion remix. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's coming out soon. I hope to hear yes. that. All right, what you got, Jamie? Okay, so my stuff is all, it's mostly our stuff because I've been listening to all the mixes and stuff like that. Yeah, but give um, me some uh, some other stuff. Other look, uh, so uh, J. Cole, K.O.D., mm-hmm. that whole album I've been listening to. Um, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Which record? The Damn, the damn mm-hmm. Record. That whole album, I love, I love that the. Uh, is it unmastered? Uh, it's it's the one that he. Uh, I think it's all live. Oh no! This thing. is this is uh, this is the, his last like studio album that he put. Oh out. no! I'm saying they're both great records. I'm oh, just okay. saying that other record's good too. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me see. So more Kendrick Lamar, Gary Clark Jr. Same thing. <laughs> that whole album, Black and Blue. Um, Mint condition if you love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've never had that happen before. Mumford and Sons, mm-hmm. uh, the Babel record, um, El Camino, Black Keys. Oh yeah, all yeah. classics. Yeah, very cool. No, this will definitely be all be on the Spotify playlist, and people can check that out. All right, this last part, or no, this isn't the last part. This is the top forty. This is the part that when I hit these guys up to <laughs> be on the podcast. Oh, oh wait, wait, I, one more song. Oh yeah, give me one more song. Cause I forgot about this. This is one I've been. Symphony by Marvin Gaye. Oh man, y'all gotta check that song. Yeah. Right I don't know the song. Symphony by Marvin Gaye. I've been listening to that a lot lately. It is, but it that's is a dope. classic right there. It, yeah. He put that. Did he? He didn't even put that out. Actually, that was something he had in the vault that they put out after he died. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a really sure. cool song. the part that you guys have been looking forward to this, this whole night <laughs> yeah talking about the top 40 <laughs> what we found is yeah. that people uh either love it or hate it so mm. let's dive in okay do i know jamie you listen to more top 40 than these two right. probably combined so let's start with you okay do you have anything f- <clears throat> that you, <laughs> that's your favorite on the top 40 right now or anything right now on the top 40 yeah um, i i listen to like a lot of the the travis scott stuff and like the Post Malone stuff, I mean it's cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, but you're doing it more for your 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 stuff. You're like learning mix, like using the mixes. From yeah, it. I use it for mix references. I use it, you know, just to stay current. Listen to like, you know, the production stuff and make sure my sound sources are are sounding current mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Um, I'm trying to think what what else is on the top forty right now. I got it right here. Oh, you I'm got it right here. It. Let's go. <laughs> um, I mean, sicko mode is kind of cool. I, I, do. I don't know. It moved it on. Just went forward. Magical uh, black box. Sicko mode is, is Travis Scott. That one. That one is kind of cool. Um. Let's see. Let's see. 
But so you guys aren't diving into the top 40 at all. You guys, if you hear it on the radio, you think it's cool. You're like, ah, oh, that's great. But you're not actively listening to. Yeah. No. I yeah. think it's kind of like a thing. I hear it at the gym. It's yeah. there. We don't yeah. want to sound like A song that kind of caught my ear was the Post Malone uh Sway Lee, I think that's how you say it. That's how I don't even know who that is. But uh, <laughs> song no, no, Post Malone. Yeah, song. I don't know who that guy is. Sway Lee. Oh, Sway Lee. Uh, oh, the, the Spider Man song. This, yeah, Sunflower. Yeah, Spider Man. Sunflower. Yeah. I like the uh, more than the like lyrics. I like you know the track. Yeah, the track is cool. Yeah, we're big lyric people. So like, if you have good lyrics, you know. I yeah, think, as am I. Yeah. Yeah, if you have something that's real and people usually can tell right um what about you moon you're pretty quiet over there dude i i don't even know <laughs> he he wants to say ariana grande so bad <laughs> i said ariana grande uh no i don't <laughs> <laughs> i won't lie it's fine what is your what is, his wife listens to a lot of top 40 though I don't like it when she puts it on. <laughs> <laughs> what about this other girl? Have you guys heard of Ella May? Oh yeah, that that was actually in my my playlist. <clears throat> She's great. I, I've listened to. I've of course tripping I, on me. Trip trip. Yeah, she did trip yeah. and she did the boot uh, up. Boot she up. Was, boot up. She yeah. was the one that she put out that record actually, and she didn't become famous for it for till like a year later. Maybe yeah, two. it came out in like February two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. The boot up. Yeah, boot, boot up. up. Yeah, I, I actually she, like I that it. song because it has like a. It's got that R&B feel, yeah. Type of feel, yeah. And check out the SNL performance of it. It's really good. And the band's I saw it. Just solid. Yeah, she's 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 good. She came. She started on Instagram. She got discovered on Instagram by uh, DJ Mustard. Oh yeah? yeah. A lot of people being discovered on uh, Instagram. Cardi B got discovered on Instagram too, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Maybe she got. I think she got. Yeah. Technically, she got discovered on Love and Hip Hop, but she. Um, she, already she had, had a Instagram following, following yeah. but oh, okay. but not for music though. Mm-hmm. No, just being like yeah, a, just being a personality. You know yeah. her her crazy songs. Right All right, now last segment of the podcast. This is called Lightning Round. I got maybe ten of these, so be let's be as quick as possible. So like I'm gonna say a thing and. I'm, we're gonna go right down the line. Let's just start I'm with gonna Moon. Gonna be the worst. What's the <laughs> Just anything? Like, no, no, no. So I'm gonna say like, for example, first album you ever owned, and we'll just go right down okay. the line. So first album you ever owned, go. Donnell Jones, Where I Wanna Be. What do you got, Jay? Thriller. That's a good one. Uh, first album I ever bought myself yeah, that you my ever own bought money? for yourself that you okay. owned. It was uh, yours. Nas, it was written. That's a great one. All right, first show you ever saw, first live concert, <laughs> Lauren Hill. That's a great first yeah. concert. Okay, Jake. I mean the Dovells. Yeah, I guess. Well, how young were you when you saw the Dovells with you? Five. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, probably Y'all younger remember than that. that huh? Yeah. All right. Last show you saw that you weren't a part of. Oh, Game of Thrones. No, I mean like. Yeah. Last... <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I didn't last, know you were an actor, last, bro. Like, last uh, music, music show. Music show. Oh, <laughs> music yeah. show that I wasn't a. <laughs> Where you were not involved. It was a music show. It was no, a or- no, no. But like going to see oh, somebody. Oh no, no, you're okay. yeah. It was, a, it was a, it was a, it was an orchestra playing oh. the Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> my wife, my wife, my yeah. wife bought my wife bought me tickets to go see because I'm, you know, I like Game of Thrones the, and the music is awesome. Oh, it's oh, it's beautiful. I see that? Fine. He was right. We're looking at yeah. him like <laughs> he's like, what are you talking, what are you talking about? about? Well, okay. So last show you saw, you weren't involved with. 
dude, I can't eat. I'm so bad because I would stay home with my kids all the time. I mean, like, what about because we watch, you know, other people that we tour with sometimes. Does that count? Yeah. Sure. Name Jeffrey like Osborne. There you go. Jeffrey Osborne. <laughs> all right. What about you? Uh, Isley Brothers. Yeah. Saw them. Yeah, the Isley Brothers. You saw, guys in saw Detroit. the Isley Brothers? Yeah, well, we did a show with them in Detroit with Freddie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. we got to watch them perform after. We don't get out much now. Like, the last, the last, the last show I actually like bought tickets to and went to see was Hall & Oates at um, BB&T. Oh, yeah, in that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Favorite song to play or sing? It could be yours. It could be covered. Damn, we gotta be quick. I'll go, Peter uh, Gabriel. Higher love. Uh. What'd you say, <laughs> Mom? Mm-hmm. Higher love, Jatan. Somebody else's song. <laughs> no, you can do, you can do yours, okay. too. Awesome. You can do yours. Oh, Favorite okay. song to sing. That's a good one, though. Yeah. What was yours, Jake? Peter Gabriel. In Your Eyes. In Your Eyes. In your eyes? That's yeah. a good one. What about yeah. you, Jane? Uh, I love singing Go Slow, one of our songs. Is it a new one, or is it? It's an old one. Old okay. It's an old one. I don't remember. Can playing. I do another one? Get <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones. Don't dream it. <laughs> Don't dream is over. I love singing that song. By Crowded House. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Least favorite song to sing or play. Um, electric slide. <laughs> that was Jamie. <laughs> Fair enough. What What do you got, Moon? I don't. Any whack cover. Yeah, like, like yeah. Um, we used to do casinos. We used to do casinos, and you know, yeah. like oh, three Mark, hours yeah. of cover music. <laughs> So no offense, like, Mark Anthony. Uh, <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> what do you got, Jake? Uh, Will Smith, Miami. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Once again, no offense. <laughs> He's been thinking about it Dude, yeah. this whole time. All right. Favorite local artist that's that you think hasn't been heard of and they deserve to be known? Uh, Jake mentioned her, Joy Ike. She's amazing. Okay. We got Jake. Yeah. Joy Ike, um, Zeke burst. Yeah, Zeke is dope. Um, I'm not gonna steal y'all, so I'll say I kid out. Yeah. Who's that? Butch. Butch. Oh, that's that's right. That's his that's yeah. his name. My bad. Sorry, Butch. My bad. <laughs> All right. Guilty pleasure artist or album. Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> Go ahead. You first. Something you're embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Something that something you're, embar- you're embarrassed that you could be embarrassed by. If you're not embarrassed by anything, then. I guess it doesn't apply know. to you. I don't. Uh, don't have any. <laughs> Will, Will That's Smith. another stance. Will have. Smith. I love su- summertime. Is my. Is that a guilty pleasure? If you hey, if you feel guilty, if about you feel it. guilty about it, but I you don't. say whatever. I really, don't. really don't. I don't have one. Okay. I mean, I guess I'm supposed to feel guilty for liking Coldplay. <laughs> that's, that's a guilty because they sing about too. nothing. Yeah, people people make fun of people make fun of that. So. <clears throat> I've noticed that I play a lot more churches these days, and I keep finding that all the church music and Coldplay start to sound the same. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, did you guys really just steal like the that sound and just make it secular? Right. Like, just, anyway, I mean, but it's really all. It's so funny how most of his songs are the same song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, favorite album of all time. <laughs> Favorite album, mm-hmm. Lovers Live. <laughs> Listen Lovers to Live <laughs> by Sade. All right, what do you got, Jake? I'm going to say Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. That's a great one. What do you yeah. got, Jane? I'm going to say Marvin Gaye also, but I'm going to go to um, In Our Lifetime, which is like, was supposed to be the follow up to What's Going On, but it was it was released before it was done, but it's an amazing record. Like, Okay, I'll check yeah. that out for sure. Favorite artist of all time? 
or or your biggest influence right now? Wow, hmm, that's so hard. That's to so take, hard, man. man. I know. Right now, it's like saying your favorite. Or food who's your of biggest influence, like right now? Like who's your who's your uh, your piece de resistance right now? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it can be Jesus, sure. <laughs> he was an artist. He was an artist. That's what inspires me, man. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Still that too, Jesus. He was kidding. You're le- you're legit. <laughs> okay, sounds good. No, I'm, I'm no. serious. Are you serious? I thought you were kidding. I'm, okay, I'm kidding and serious. Kidding because he's not an artist, but serious because that inspires All me. All right, sounds yeah. good. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, you can't just name one. Yeah. You can't even give me one, like, one of your favorites. One of them. Marvin Gaye? Yeah, I'm going to go with Marvin Gaye, man. Or Quincy Jones. Oh, yeah. You've seen the new documentary yet? Yeah. I haven't yet. It's on my list. I mean, Marvin Gaye. The thing with Marvin Gaye for us is he was just like this epitome of a singer. You know, he could do it all, and he was very very well trained. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his mic. Like, dude used to rehearse. Laying down. I saw yeah, the video and yeah, the couch video, and yeah, yeah. and he wrote music that he was that he was passionate. Yeah, about. Like yeah, he, yeah. He went away from the the cheesy stuff that you know Barry Gordy was writing to write the stuff that he really was passionate about. And even though Barry Gordy didn't believe in it and didn't want to put it out, it still ended up being his biggest music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, what's your next show that people can go see? We will be at the Barbary on January nineteenth. Saturday night show with uh, Joe Kenny. Kenny and who else is on that show? You can find that on their website. Where yes. else can people find you? Find us on, on the internet. On all the socials at Jatan, J-U-T-A-U-N. And, uh, is it just Jatan.com? Jatan.com. Jatan. Com. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, boys, for coming in. Thank Thanks you for, for having us, man. We appreciate you it's guys. It's been a great time. You can come back for a beer anytime. All yeah. Right. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to Dude, Check This Out. Once again, if you want to learn more about Hambone Relay, please go to our website, hambonerelay.com, or go to iTunes to check out our records, or Spotify, which is where these playlists will be located for these episodes. And don't listen to the haters, man. There's plenty of good music out there. You just have to keep looking. See y'all later.